Good morning, children. Oh, you looks good. This is this is the podcast that Clary didn't want to do. This is the Clary podcast Cappy didn't want to do because Cappy is the first nice day in Las Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, baby. The first night, kind of nice day. Not really nice, kind of nice day. And it's going to be the first and last kind of nice day for quite some time. In other words, it's breaking above 50. And I didn't know if this was normal. I was like, was it this cold last year? Do I remember it being this cold last year? And uh, no, I wasn't I wasn't crazy. The locals like, man, it's a cold winter. And that's how everybody in Vegas sounds like, like they're constipated. Yeah, it's a cold winter. Traffic is bad. Going to the casino. Going to go bowling. But no, it sucked. And you you are, let me explain it to you this way. Unless you gamble or drink, you are held hostage during the cold weather in Las Vegas because there's tons of stuff to do outside. Oh, it's a playground. It's a heavenly adult playground. Matt Baldoni was right, and God bless him, and thank you very much, Matt, for recommending I, I come down here. Uh, but if it gets it gets below 50, you can't ride your motor. You can. You can. You can go hike. But then you're one of those weirdos, one of those assholes that remind us of our of our weakness. Driving out of the coffee store. See Mr. Fucking Perfect, Mr. Wonderful. And not the fat, bald Kevin O'Leary type from Shark Tank. I mean, Mr. Mr. Early 40s, kind of my age, but just superior to me in every other regard. He's like, you know, six foot one, shredded. Running, got those chiseled legs. Not that I'm a fan or I'm looking at men's legs. I'm just, I, I look at the competition. And he's got rock hard legs, you know, veins are popping out. He's got the professional running shorts. And there he is running in 45 degree weather. I am so serious and I have to maintain my physique that I'm going to run in this shitty weather. I'm like, ah, you fucking asshole. And then I, <clears throat> being the pussy that I am, go to the gym. And run on the treadmill where it is warm. And I don't freeze my ass off. And so aside from those crazy people, no, you just burrow in. You stay indoors. And you go to the gym. That gets boring after a while. You look at the mountains. Mountains surround Las Vegas, by the way. At them, look up the map. Topographical. That's it. You're in a valley. And no matter which gym you're working at, if there's a window, you look, there's mountains saying, hey, would you like to climb us? Too bad because you think it's cold down there in the basin. It's like. 32 degrees up here. You can tell if you look at the mountains right now today, there's snow up top. And I've never seen snow, again, proving that this has been an abnormally cold weather for Vegas. Uh, usually if there's snow, you get some clouds. Clouds will, will touch. They will grace the tips of the mountains. And uh, for those of you that were publicly educated, uh, clouds are made of water. If you didn't know that, but you didn't because you went to a public school and it's probably all global warming. And so <clears throat> when the clouds touch the mountaintops, they'll leave a little bit of frost. Now you can't even call it snow, just frost, but it turns it white. But then usually by noon the next day, the sun hits it that it's melted. No, there has been consistently snow or frost up on top of the mountains. And yeah, you just pigeonhole. So today, first, first day above 50, I'm going to go climb Black Mountain. Looking forward to climbing Black Mountain. Started the new book, new book. It's going to rip apart the millennials. Aaron, have the millennials been picked on enough? Not enough. Not officially. Not when this will be the epitome book that defines the millennial generation. 
And it's sad because, wait, wait, Aaron, the millennials aren't dead yet. They might as well be. They might as well because in addition to just failing to launch, in addition to being the most fucked up generation ever, yes, worse than the baby boomers, admittedly, though, did not have everything handed to them like the baby. I'll grant you that. They're spoiled in other regards. But they are not only such a spectacular failure, there's no way they're going to recoup. There's never going to be a a, a true critical assessment of themselves. They're never going to have the come to Jesus meeting because they're too arrogant. They're too cocky. They think themselves too smart. And so it's kind of like an AIDS, an autoimmune deficient. They're incapable of admitting they're wrong and therefore will never get back on the path towards success. They will, they, they, in other words, it doesn't matter that millennials are in what their mid thirties now, or if they're in the mid seventies, it's going to be the same position. They're like, they're like the sixties feminists. You know, they're never going to admit they're wrong. They're going to double down, double down, double down because their ego and pride won't take the fact to admit they were wrong. They were duped. They're not independent-minded. They, they were the easiest, most succorablest, sheeplest people ever. Ever. And, and again, a brilliant, brilliant tactic on the left. I gotta, you gotta admit when the left is masterful at something, is to implant that kind of autoimmune if, uh, deficiency uh in terms of people's thinking so they can never be truly critical thinking. In other words, like, look, how brilliant is it that the left got feminists, environmentalists, millennials, and Gen X too, to say, I am smart. I are smart. I are independent mind. To get them to say they're independent minded when they all parrot the exact same shit. They all vote Democrat and they all spew the same shit. I'm independent minded and all you millennials wear salmon colored jeans. The hipsters is the epitome of this. We're so smart. We're so independent. We're so unique. It's like you all look the exact. The fucking Romans couldn't make more of a standardized group of people with a uniform if they tried. You all look like you came off an assembly line. There's more variety in color to the Ford Focuses being mass produced off of the Mexican factory because at least some of those have different colors. You guys are all the fucking same. And you have that uh, intellectual, psychological, mental aids for the brain where you're just not capable of saying, yes, you're right, we're wrong, and now I got to figure it out. So now I can write a book about millennials. Because you're not going to change. It's done. Ink's dry. Unless you guys had some kind of World War II, uh, like you went through a Great Depression. But we're going to print off enough money so that doesn't happen. And the rest of the world ain't going to get its shit together. So the U.S. dollar won't ever collapse. You guys are so fucking lucky that, that the rest of the world, all the other producing economies are more corrupt than the United States. You're so lucky. Because that's how we're going to base. That's basically how we're going to bail you out of your student loans. That's how, I, and I know because the millennials are so smart and intelligent, they can make the connection between them not paying their student loans and that not having any effect because China's horrendously corrupt. I'm sure you guys are so educated in economics and finance, you can, you can make that connection. But they're going to stagnate. That's it. They're not going to stay. They have stagnated. There's nothing else. What, your life is over. Your generation is over. 35 years old on the old end, it's over. 
Put a fork in it. You're done. You're not going to achieve anything else. You're going to be like the 60s feminists. You're going to repeat the same old broken record, repeating the same old shit. You're going to have your avocado and toast pink, six dollars. You're going to drink your espresso. You're going to virtue signal. You're going to be tiring. You're going to be boring. You're done. The, the society shouldn't pay any more attention to you. I mean, now Gen Z's coming online. You're no longer the youngest and the sexiest. All the attention's going to go there. That might fucking put some sands in your millennial vaginas. That's all right. You could be upset. You can write, write poetry about how it makes you feel bad. You can, you know, curl your beards a little bit more. What the fuck you do? But it's, it, it's over. You're not doing anything. It's done. You're not going to put a man on a moon. You're not going to fight off Nazism. Oh, you think you're fighting Nazism because Trump is Hitler. Exactly my point. <laughs> you think Antifa is anti-fascist. <laughs> oh, oh, how brainwashed and duped you guys are. <clears throat> what was it? Hang on. Let me look this up. I didn't intend on slamming on the millennials, but, you know, like a doggy kick which I've never kicked a dog. Uh, millennials, not no Holocaust. Here, here it is. Even though this is about a year old. <laughs> From the Washington Post, Holocaust study, two-thirds of millennials don't know what Auschwitz is. You guys don't even know what Nazism is, and you claim everybody's a fucking Nazi. Someone who disagrees with me, Nazi. You, you even know what Nazism was? Do you, I don't have to read, I guess. Two-thirds of American millennials surveyed in a recent poll cannot identify what Auschwitz is. <laughs> and you, you think you're so smart. You think you're so educated. <laughs> it's like... It, I don't even know what it's like. It's like you're the court gestures of society, but at least the court jester knew he was the court jester. You know, like he knew he was making fun. You don't even know you're the butt end of jokes. Your heads are so far up your own goddamn asses. You don't even know that you're the butt end of jokes and how fucking utterly pathetic you guys are as a generation. Now, admittedly, again, yes, I have to mention this before because I, I think this deserves it. Usually, you know, I'll, I'll make a generalization and I won't bother saying not all women are like that. But here I will make a, a, a caveat or an exception because uh, for you to be a, a truly independent minded millennial, which is pretty much all my listeners right here, that does take balls and that should deserve a hat tip and a, and a footnote like, yes, not all millennials are like that. I'll grant you that. And there's some great and fine, outstanding millennials. But my God, you know, the third of you who know what Auschwitz is. <laughs> uh, and I feel bad for you guys, for the good millennials. I feel so bad for you guys. You know, like you're the Vietnam vets of the uh, of the baby boomer generation. Like, well, we're the 10% that actually fucking did some work. You know, wait, we're not. A, and I was like, yeah, I know. I know. You know, it's like the black tax of poor black guys pay when they go, oh, you're black. Well, we're going to assume you're just like all the other blacks. And then, and then it's, it's not fair. It's not. I understand that. And so I will always provide that, that caveat because for you guys to be, to shuck that brainwashing, to shuck the trillions of dollars that was spent on just making your generation just the slaves that you are and, and you came out not being a left. You don't even have to be a Republican. You just have to not be a leftist. You just have to like not have a tattoo. 
You just have to not be obese and be pretty. You just have to make a guy a dinner and not think it's like beneath you. You just have to not hate men. <laughs> and you're the top 5% of millennials. But it takes a lot of true independent thought to get there. But as for the remaining 90% of your, your, your generation, I am going to so fucking violate the hell out of them. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to do anything. I'm merely going to point things out. I'm merely going to compile statistics and data, and then draw some very, very uh, easy conclusions and observations from it. Your generation. I know it's not your generation. Uh, that generation. Those guys over there. Heck, that's right. Didn't I do an, an honorary? There was a millennial. I remember we had. I still got the scrolls and the hat and everything. There was a millennial who wanted to apply to become part of Gen X. <laughs> I remember this now. And I went to the Michael's Fabrics and I got some shiny paper and a, a big red X. And I made the kind of like a Pope looking outfit. And I got a scroll and I ordained him an official member of, of Gen X. Look that up. Honorary member of Gen X. I think that's what it was. So you guys could apply. You could apply to Gen X if you have a job, you didn't vote for Barack Obama, uh, you got a real degree. Uh, you 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 do not belong in the millennial generation. You belong in Gen X. So if you want, I can I could go ahead and officially ordain you with my Pope Gen X hat, uh, part of Gen X. <clears throat> do I even have to go through this? According to a recent study released on Holocaust Remembrance Day, found that the knowledge of the genocide that killed 6 million Jews during World War II is not robust among American adults. 22% of millennials in the poll said they never even heard of the Holocaust. Oh, my God! One-fifth of you have never even heard of it. I mean, if you've never heard of the Holocaust, do you even know what state you're in? Like, if you had a map of the United States, would you? are you that dumb? Do you, would you even know, hey, I'm in Alabama. Okay, point to Alabama. They're pointing at Montana or something like that. Uh, the study conducted by the Conference on Jewish Materials Claims Against Germany interviewed 1,350 American adults in February. All right, now I got a question. Did they bias it that way to make it seem like they're victims and there's not enough awareness of the Holocaust? Uh, Holocaust? Asked to identify what Auschwitz is, 41% of respondents and 66% of millennials could not come up with a correct response identifying is it a concentration camp or extermination camp. Isn't it a nice uh, beachside uh, resort over in, over in Italy? The U.S. Holocaust Memorial says that at least 1.3 million were deported to the camp run by Nazi Germany and occupied Poland from 1940 to 1945. 1.1 million of them were killed. Was... Oh, wait, 1.3 million. Oh, wow. I know there's Dachau and um, a couple others. I did not know that Auschwitz had over a million people killed there. Holy processing plant, Batman. Oh, that's just horrible. Largest concentration camp among many built by the Nazis during their campaign to wipe out the Jews and other groups. Uh, residents indicated how much more awareness of modern-day bias against Jews. <laughs> See, this is where now I'm wondering, with 68% saying anti-Semitism is present in America today. Well, okay, I got another question. Do you millennials even know what Semite is? Do you know that it's synonymous means Jewish? Do, do you know that? 
Or did they just hear, do you think there's anti-Semitism? And all they heard was the anti-ism. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's lots of that, yeah. I are educated. I have a degree in sociology. I are so smart, I have a master's in communications. Reminds me of that bear from uh, Ugly Funny. Dad, father. But I don't want to have breakfast in bed. But Henry. <laughs> Let's give it all for father. <laughs> Anybody remember that Bugs Bunny cartoon? That the three bears? There's a little pissed off father bear. And then he had Junior. His, the father's bear was named Henry. And then there was Junior, this big six foot four lug. <laughs> he was in a diaper. He was just a moron. And then there was the mother bear. She was also taller than, than Henry. And she was all, but Henry. She had a hat. I think, were they spoofing the bear scene bears? Was that what they were spoofing? It was the most, you'll never see these cartoons again because you millennials are pussy and you're always offended by everything. You'll never see it again because the, the skit was that the dumb junior bear would always do something stupid and then the father bear would just jump up and punch him one right in the face. <laughs> oh, we can't have Bugs Bunny no more. We can't have that. Oh, no. That was domestic violence. And I probably probably Henry, Henry raped his wife, you know, probably raped his wife. Paperly Pew, you can't have that anymore. That was all. That was nothing but a cartoon about sexual harassment. There's a guy who didn't give up. Pepe Le Pew. He would never give up. He had eyes for that cat. You go after her. And I know this may shock you millennials, but some women found it endearing and charming that he would not give up. Some girls liked the fact that he liked what he was. He liked the get out of cat didn't like it. But they found that endearing and charming that Pepe Le Pew would always chase after the cat. <laughs> oh, maybe I should go watch those old cartoons before they take them away forever. <laughs> anyway, it is the Clary Podcast. I'm going to get the hell out of here and go hiking, so this may not be a, a lengthy one. Oop, don't want to hit that. They'll turn it off. Um, I will get to the Super Chats if there are any. What I'm trying to find is the damn sponsor list. Let's get through that. Uh, love Letters to the Left, latest book out. By me, it's not really a book. It's just a compilation of the best posts of my blog. And like all other compilation books of my blog, I have redone the cover to have a, an artistic pinup uh, drawn. So each of my best of books have a different pinup. So there's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf, Captain Capitalism Reserved, and Love Letters to the Left. Those all have different pinups from three different artists. So you get a little bit of artwork in there. Uh, as well. And it pisses off fatigally feminists because beauty always does that. Uh, there's also Captain's Quarterly. I really don't mention that one much, although John Steele says, oh yeah, you sent me that. That was great. That actually, that was kind of my attempt at having a quarterly backup of my blog. And uh, every quarter, uh, and it came out magazine size. It's pretty good magazine size. Had some great writing. In it. And I, I wanted to have a cute model for everyone. And, uh, the model would dress up a la 1950s kind of housewife stuff, some classical, traditional, sexy pinup, bikini, that kind of run-of-the-mill, standard pinup type of stuff. 
And there was only one model I could find, and that's why Captain's Quarterly is not that. And it's really tragic. It's really tragic that it's only one because we would have had maybe 10 issues by now, three issues by now, I don't know, uh, that you can't find good-looking women to show up on time and do what they say they're going to do. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you could get that as well. Uh, that may actually be a collector's item because there's not that many out there. Oh, I guess Amazon will just print off more. So you can find that. Uh, all those books, all my books, paperback and Kindle, and audiobook on Amazon.com. The Pence Principle, basically a manual on how not to get falsely accused of rape, just how to avoid the landmines of feminism and weaponized women. Great handbook, mandatory reading for every young man out there. The Pence Principle, written by Randall Bentwick, that is available. Paperback, Kindle, audio, yes, all three types. Pushing rubber downhill by our good friend Adam Pickett. You guys all know Adam. You can go to his site, pushingrubberdownhill.com, and he has a book by that same name. Also, uh, what's the other one he's got? There's Pushing Rubber Downhill and Beating the Meat Stick Pole. What the fuck is the other one? <laughs> Flagging down the fly. What is it? Pushing Rubber Downhill and Up the Chain with the Mast. Hang on. Run guts pull cones. There it is. All right, I had my mark here. Run guts pull cones. I just gave Adam a bunch, bunch of more uh, title ideas. Trade the ratio. Our good friend Glorious Carl. He's updated that to the second edition. So if you are looking to invest in precious metals, you don't know how or why, why you would. Uh, it's a great book. It's a great introductory book. That's the first half of the book. It explains to you why precious metals are so important to everyday portfolio. Holds your hand through it. And then the second part is if you want to trade in and out of silver in between stops with cash, you can. Shows you a little trading strategy where you can actually make money. Because when you buy silver and gold, they do not shit out little sub ounces of silver and gold. They don't grow. There's no dividends. So you got to trade them to make money. There's a way to do that. Themensadvocate.net. Check that out. Themensadvocate.net. Uh, it's for divorced men. It's a resource site for men, articles, support. Resources, stuff like that. They're not raising awareness. They just is a site for men who are divorced, uh, who need an advocate, need some help and resources. So go there, check that out. Orion's Cold Fire. Go to orionscoldfire.com if you're looking for some articles to read on non-communist, leftist, Marxist, parasitic drivel. And he also has a photo gallery because he is a photographer, and that's why I go there because I really don't want to pay attention to politics anymore. AcademicComposition.com, if you need someone to write your papers for you, uh, don't, don't do it yourself. Why would you do that yourself? You, you don't know anything about Marxism. You don't hate yourself. You don't hate white people. You don't hate males. You don't hate the penis. You're not a feminist. You don't know anything about intersectionality. You don't believe in environmentalism. Why do you have to write 10,000 papers for your introductory to calculus class for that bullshit? Oh, I heard, I heard, uh, this is an aside, but this shows you how bad it's going. Somebody had applied to a job in Seattle and I forgot where he applied. If he told me where he applied, I would expose these fuckers in half a second, but this was a company. This was not a, a university or anything like that, but this company wanted him or her. I couldn't remember what a guy or a gal to write an article about why they're for diversity. I was like, oh, my fucking God. 
I would fly to their corporate headquarters and say, who decided this? And I would just ream them a new one. I just, I would, I would, I'd pay a person. I say, fuck you. If anybody knows what company that is, let me know and I'll expose them because that, that just tells you right there, boys and girls, that they don't give a damn about how hard you'd study in college. They didn't give a damn about how good an engineer or an accountant you are. They are all political. And that means it is not meritocratic. That means if you, the harder you work, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get promoted. And you think, well, I might want to go there if I'm black or female. No, you don't. No, you don't. Not my crew. Not you guys. You guys didn't bust your ass off being the best accountant or the best thing or whatever just so you could go there. Because if you go work there, imagine how much else is corrupted and incompetent that company is. I imagine it, it. it's not so much, oh, look, I'll get an edge on affirmative action. It's No, that's a corrupted entity. And they are corrupted in other ways as well. And they're also very incompetent. That is a sinking ship. Writing an art an essay on diversity. Go fuck yourselves. Fuck. Why not just goose step while I'm at it? Hey, do we all have to wear funny mustaches when we go work for your corporate? Somebody let me know what company that is. Please email me. I want to know what company that was or if that happened to anyone else. Because he, he or she, I can't remember if it was a guy or girl, can't be the only person they said, we want you to write an, an essay on diversity. I have a foot and I'm going to shove it so far up your head. I'm going to be kicking out your tonsils. You son of a bitch. Never apply for asshole consulting. Don't. Don't. Fucking punch it. Douchebag 22. Oh, hey, I'm an asshole too. You need to hire anyone? No, asshole consulting is never hiring. If I'm going to hire, it's going to be actual aged men and women who've gone through life and then just have pubes grow in last week. Oh, dude, oh, I'm, a, I'm a funny guy. I'm an asshole too. Dude, like we're totally. No, 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 no. We is not. No, we ain't. You are a 22 year old douchebag who hasn't even fucking gotten an ounce of the life experience and, and hardship that I have. Don't even act like you're anywhere near the asshole of me. Take your dad's credit card, you shove it up your ass. <clears throat> anyway, someone tell me where that company is, what the company is that has is requiring you write a diversity essay for applying. Oh, fuck. <laughs> And that's the other thing. He, he or she had to go through two full interviews before they got to the diversity thing. So if we could just save all of you guys some time now and we warn every applicant about this company where it's like, you know, hey, here's an interview and hey, here's some time and hey, we'll fly out. You know, like after you've invested a full labor, a full week of labor in an interview with this company review. And then at the end, hey, do you believe in murdering, sacrificing little children? We're Satanists. Like, hold it, hold it. Hang on now. Hang on. Aaron, are you equating writing an essay about diversity equal to being Satanist and murdering children? Yes. Yes, I am. Not, not on a moral thing, but when it comes to applying for a company, that is a big red That's a big of a red flag as when there's a woman who claims she's a feminist, has a ton of student loan debt, majored in women's studies, and has shaved pink hair, what little pink hair is left, and nose and ear gate, and tattoos. That's a big of a red flag as I don't want to date that girl. And you don't want to work for that company. You do not want to work for that company. Somebody has gotten up in a position of power there that is evil, incompetent, and stupid, and agendaed. 
uh, that there's no reason to work at that company. Um, anyway, so academiccomposition.com. As I was saying, academiccomposition.com. Go there if you want to uh, have someone else write your papers for you because you don't want to write your papers because why would you write papers about Marxist leftist slop? Uh, he's also hiring. Alex is always hiring people to market academic composition and to be writers. Aaron, that doesn't sound like fun. Is it fun? I'm on, I want to have a rewarding career. I want to major in my passion. I want to take, take your vagina and stay in academia and go to Burning Man or something. I don't know. Go, go where your people are. And then you keep dreaming about having a job that you enjoy. I had to talk to a client today. And I told them that the Venn diagram of jobs and fun never overlap. They never overlap. I would even say if you're a porn star, that's, that's got to get boring. It turns into a job. And soon the sex is no longer fun. No longer fun. But you guys, keep, part of my book on the millennials will be how you have this delusion that your, your job should be rewarding. Be reward. Yeah, it's called your wage, you dipshits. You fucking morons. That's the reward is you are paid. But I have to raise awareness. There has to be political. I want to help the community. And get Shut the fuck up and dance in the cage, you goddamn cage monkey. Entertain us. Do what we fucking tell you. Put fucking coffee in our goddamn cup. And, and, then, and then just go away. Just go. What's that going to be? See, again, talking about the, the stasis, the static, the stagnation of the millennials. Are they ever going to give that up? Are they ever going to realize that the politics doesn't matter? No one gives a shit. That, like, are they going to, is it going to be like feminine? Are they going to have this, this religion and ideology till they're dead instead of a real one that maybe addresses the afterlife? And I'm, again, not a big fan of uh, established religion. But you know that's kind of the main reason for a religion is the afterlife. That's just me and my uh, practical mind. Uh, so we did a Ryan's Call Fire Academic Composition. Email apps, just let me know I sent you. There's Pushing Rubber Downhill. The Quintessentialist. Go to quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Check out our buddy there. And he wrote a book called To Papa to Patsy. Uh, these are the collection of Thomas Jefferson's uh, letter exchange between him and his daughter, Patsy. And um, you can find that on Amazon.com for you history buffs. I was surprised how much DT, who is a trader, by the way, he couldn't make the uh, podcast today because uh, I was going to go hike today and get the podcast done um, during the daytime and not at night. And he's like, well, I got a job. Oh, you got a job. Oh, it's too freaking bad. Trader. Trader. Bastard supporting his kids and his wife and paying his bills, contributing to society, making sure our infrastructure and the economy and the country is sound and secure and safe. How dare he? Yeah, so DT couldn't make this one because he's he's very he's very important now. He's very important. He's a busy, he's very important. He's got things to do. He, he doesn't have time to slum with us self-employed types anymore. He's, he's a better man. He's better quality. He's a better, better people. He's like people, not with TSA, but with that, uh, the Golden Globe or Glo Globe Passport, Universal Globe. Hang on, let's look this up. What the hell is it? 
This see, I fancy myself a superior person because I'm GSA pre-check. Which, by the way, all you listeners, right now, right now, you take your uh, tax refund, you go get TSA pre-check. Okay, join the Better People Club. TSA pre-check, absolutely, it's worth every. That is, I can't even think of anything I've spent my money on that has had a higher rate of return. Uh World Passport. Old? Is that old? World Passport. Passport to gold. I'm just getting a bunch of hotel packages. What is it? You guys are probably yelling at it right now. It's this thing. Um, Global Passport? Global Entry. Global Entry. That's what it is. I'm not that level of people yet. I'm not that superior yet. I'm just a mere TSA pre-check. Um, but yeah, that that global entry, that's what DT is. That's how much better he is than you, me, and everybody else. We're, we don't even hold a candle to DT because that's how elite he is. He probably works in Edina. Probably does that. Uh, so Papa to Patsy. There's uh, my books. Reconnaissance Man. That's mandatory reading for every young man and woman out there. Black man's got out of poverty. That's mandatory reading for every black gentleman out there who is poor. And here's the kicker. You want to get out of poverty. Because if you're happy in poverty, then you don't need this book. Uh, but if you're black, you're poor, and you want to get out of poverty, go read that book. If you are my mother, which to this day I do not understand, do not buy the book. The book is not for middle-aged white women or older white women. I know, I know. Moms have a thing. Moms got to, moms do things differently. Honest to God, 43 years. Did you eat? Looking at her like, have I ever asked you for money? <laughs> have, have I ever panhandled? Have I ever asked you for a I'm fine. Yes, I did eat. Matter of fact, I brushed my teeth and I wiped my ass. As I have since 1978. All those women. GF does the same thing. Did you eat? And it's just kind of like, I, did I eat? Do I look emaciated? Did, did I come from the concentration camp that the millennials are unaware of? Does it look that bad? What do you mean, did I eat? Yes, I ate. No, I didn't. You know why? Wasn't hungry. You should eat. <laughs> How about, I'm not hungry. I don't want to. How's that? You know what I should do? You should eat. You should get fake tits. <laughs> when's the when's the last time you ate? When's the last time you got fake tits? Let's just let's play this game. Let's go. I'm granting all you guys that the next time your loving, caring wife or girlfriend asks you, you know, they do it because they care. But to, to me, as with my logical male brain, it's just such a not a dumb question. It's it's I don't know what word describes it's such a confusing question what do you mean did i eat I, what, what, like some like people are going to forget to eat like how do you forget to eat there's this thing called hunger that will remind you to eat did you forget to shit you know if we're talking about intake of food what about getting rid of no girl no girl asks. did you shit no girl asks that it's only on the intake of food it's not gonna so they know like, there's no concern about whether you get rid of the food. For some reason, they know that your bodily functions will tell you when you need to take a shit. 
But for some reason, that doesn't apply to hunger. Like hunger doesn't exist. Like maybe do women not get hunger pains? Do women have to remind themselves to eat? Do women forget to eat? Are women dying in droves on the street from accidental starvation, even though there is copious amounts of food at the grocery store? Because I don't see corpses of women on the street because they forgot to eat. Who forgets to eat? Did you eat? Yes. Yes, many times. I'm, I'm living proof right here. I have not forgotten to eat. <laughs> oh, God bless them. Oh, we're still in the sponsors, aren't we? Oh, yeah. So that's the that's, this getting back to the black man's got out of poverty. By the way, guys, did you want to get out of poverty? Get, get the book, Black Man's Got Out of Poverty. It's uh, I'm not joking when I say this, I'm being 100% serious. That little book for whatever 10, 12 dollars, I don't know what it costs. Uh, that'll do more to get you out of poverty than the Democrat Party ever did. I, seriously. Then again, the Democrat Party did wage a war to kind of keep blacks and slaves several years ago. I know the party has changed since then. I'm aware of that, but they still enslave you in certain regards and capacities. They're not really aiming to get you out of poverty. They want to keep you poor, so they you still think, oh, I'm oppressed. It's whitey. Vote for the Democrat Party. They'll, this, this year, they'll get us out of poverty. Yep, this time. Yeah, forget the past. God, what? 60 years since the Great Society? Since Linda B. Johnson started the great lie. You know, it's been 65 years, but the 66th year, this time the Democrats are going to get us out of poverty. I have a suggestion, just a suggestion. Why don't, why don't you just humor me and buy this book and read it anyway and see if that gets you out of poverty? Because why? I mean, you really got to think about it. It's sad and tragic. An entire generation of black people have lived and died believing that lie in poverty, an entire generation of black people, the, the first ones that were promised this fucking socialist Marxist, uh, great society, Lyndon B. Johnson, Democrat bullshit. You have your first generation of black people that lived entirely in poverty, uh, with no real progress. Now, of course there is technological progress. You can't, you know, like obviously there's been improvements to cars and we have cell phones, but using uh, white income per capita, white standards of living, blah, 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 as a baseline, as a percentage, that gap really hasn't closed. That's sad. That's so sad. An entire generation of black people believe that lie and it was never delivered to them. Never delivered to them. So that's, that's my argument for maybe reading that book. It's only 10, 12 bucks. I don't know. It could be $100. I still say it's worth it. Get that book. Read it. See if that doesn't actually get you out of poverty. Why don't you write a book for black women? Because black women don't want to get out of poverty. They've made it very clear that they love government checks more than they do a, a fellow black man. They have made it painfully clear that they prefer uh, the government. They prefer the state over a fellow man. They don't want husbands. They want a government check. It's pain. Not all. Yes, not all. Erica's classy climb. Look her up. Um, oh, uh, our charming, very good-looking black young lady who lives down in Raleigh, North Carolina. She knows who she is. There are some lovely, wonderful black... Uh, Calamity Jane, the black Calamity Jane, Hadria. I, there are some wonderful black women. There are. All 1% of you that didn't vote for... The, I mean, really, 1%, I think, did it. I think, uh, what is the black... Ah, we don't have... To, it's single digits. 
But the vast majority of black women uh, made it painfully clear they love the government more than they do their men. And I, I, I got to sell it to something. I got to sell. I got to have a market to someone. You know, and and trying to sell uh, uh, the love of a black man and a nuclear family, independence, uh, and capitalism to black women is like trying to sell sand to the Saudis. They want to get. I don't need it. No, they've they've made their choice. They've made their bed. Why can't I find a man? I don't know. Never mind. I don't know why. Because of George Bush, he killed them all. George Bush. Yes, that's why. Deep conspiracy theory. <clears throat> Bachelor Pad Economics, that's for everybody. Everybody go. That somebody must have referred that or something because that went through the that went up high in the rankings. So whoever gave me the shout out for that, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, but that is the financial advice bible for men, black, white, Hispanic, purple, doesn't matter. Short, skinny, fat, tall, gay, straight, bi, whatever. Uh, that book is for every guy out there. Get Bachelor Pad Economics. That is definitely worth the money. Worthless young person's indispensable guide to choosing the right major that will make a great um, graduation gift. Get it now. So when the kids graduate from college or high school and they're going off to college, say, "Hey, here you go." But I don't want to meet you. I don't like engineering. I'm not good at math. Shut the fuck up, kid. Then you take the book sideways and you shove it down the fucking throat. I don't give a fucking shit what you want. Enjoy the decline, accepting living with the death of the United States. For those of you who are pissed off with uh, horse teeth, horse eyes and teeth, uh, Senator, no, not Senator, the representative um, for all those laughable parasites in Queens and uh, the Bronx voted in their communist uh, rep. I'm not picking on her anymore. There's dumb socialist broads are a dime a dozen. What we need to do is mock and ridicule people who live in the Bronx and people who live in Queens for the parasitic fucks and, and losers they are. They voted to take everybody else's money. They simply don't want to work. So now I'm going to make fun of people who live in the Bronx and the Queens. Aaron, is it the Bronx and the Queens? Yes, it is. No, it is the Bronx and the Queens. Well, that's racist. No, it isn't. I don't even know who lives in the Bronx or the Queens. I know Queens potentially was black because of coming to America with Eddie Murphy. But that was in the 80s. And the last I checked, these entities, entities, these neighborhoods could be gentrified. Harlem was the black uh, neighborhood, right? But that was back Duke Ellington's day. Take the A train, 1935. Has Harlem remained a black community? Or has that also been gentrified with fucking avocado toast eating motherfucking hipsters? If you take the A train, that's the way to get to Harlem. That's when um, music was good. That's when black people created good music. It was called jazz. I know you guys are all just worshiping Cardi B's uh, empowering women, empowering ass video. I know that that's the pinnacle of black musician achievement. But maybe if if you want to humor the captain, there may have been some other black musicians like, oh, I don't know, Prince, Jimi Hendrix, Miles Davis, Duke Ellington. You know, but fuck those guys because they didn't have bully asses. Thelonious Monk? I think he was black. How do you not be black with a name like Thelonious? That's, I did a joke one time. A buddy of mine was a jazz musician. Still is. And what was it? 
Oh, it was a horrible joke. It was a horrible joke. What was it? Oh, so I said, hey, did you hear about the, uh, the, the friar? I had to choose your words carefully. I said, you hear about the friar at the monastery um, who got arrested uh, for grand larceny or whatever, a felony. It's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I said, he was called felonious monk. <laughs> he just emailed that, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> it was felonious monk and fuck you. Oh, I'm finding myself so terribly entertaining today. Oh, so you could go ahead and use that one on a jazz musician. They they won't like it. They won't like it at all. Uh, Chris with a high IQ, that's for all of you listening. Or Rich's retirement, that's for all of you listening who haven't saved up for retirement. If you have read any of these and bought them, uh, you're like, well, I don't need any more books. Please review them online and give them a couple star ratings. Not a couple. Give them five. Give them five. Actually, no, don't do that. Give them what you think they deserve and write an honest review. <clears throat> that helps out more because it helps me out more. Um, here's asshole consulting. Don't even bother going with regular therapists after that APA thing came out. And they, oh, yeah, masculinity is bad. Fuck the entire psychology profession. Just fuck you guys. You're all frauds and you all have a political agenda. You hate men. Go fuck yourselves. Go fuck yourselves. The day's coming because I was on the Rich Cooper show, Entrepreneurs in Cars. It's not called the Rich Cooper show. It's just Rich Cooper's channel. Uh, the day is coming, I think, that the psychology industry, the profession, is only going to exist kind of like how Newsweek and ESPN exists because dental offices and bars buy them. Like institutions subscribe to them. If you took away dental offices, Newsweek would disappear. People may, well, People Magazine wouldn't disappear, but Newsweek would def definitely disappear. And the same thing with ESPN and the sports channels. Like if bars didn't have subscriptions to the sports show or the sports uh, uh, channel, uh, they would all disappear. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, and if you got rid of like, uh, companies like uh, like insurance paying for therapists, like quote professional psychologists. If you got rid of the institutionalized, you know, like oh, our part of our employee compensation healthcare includes a couple visits to a psychologist to a therapist. If you got rid of that bullshit and people actually down the road, especially over the internet, had to like choose someone to help them out, I almost guarantee you. Uh, I hate to use this this phrase because it, it it's got bad connotation uh the life coaches a la terrence pop rich cooper myself roosh um all those guys i i think we will end up owning the lion's share of the help market not self-help but the help market because you psychologists fucked it up you guys haven't solved one damn problem. If anything, everything's got worse. More people have mental disorders. More people are on drugs. Holy shit, you want to talk about a fucking hypocritical racket? Oh. Uh, then we have the League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405.com. 
FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com. Silvio Canto, Canto Talk. I got to be on the Valentine's Day show with him and Leslie. I'm going to be on the show with them. That's coming up pretty soon. What is the date? Where'd my watch go? Damn it. Is that coming up? Yeah, four days. I'm going to be on the Valentine's Day show with lovely Leslie. O'Shea Jackson. Check him out on YouTube. I think I'm going to download a bunch of his podcasts when I drive down to Phoenix. Economic Invincibility, Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. Jim Fear, 138.blogspot.com. He's got a great podcast, and <clears throat> he also is the go-to narrator for all my books. So if you are an author and you're looking for someone to narrate your books, I cannot recommend Jim Fear enough. TJMartinell.com, check him out. He does the, uh, uh, oh, what is it, the Mountain Pass pod? Not the Mountain what the hell was the name of it? I listen to it all the time. Just go to TJ Martinell. Uh, check him out. He's a good uh, philosopher up in the mountain smoking his pipe. Fullscalelife.com. World-class bullshitters. I appreciate those guys. If you want a break from politics, entrepreneurs in cars. Again, our good friend, Rich Cooper. MichaelKingswood.com slash RSS. I'm sorry, podcast.michaelkingswood.com slash RSS. If you don't remember that, just remember non-communist uh, non sciencefiction.com, safetyphd.com, our good friend, Dr. David Perota, who has recovered from his car accident. And that is all that there. I am, you know what? I'm going to go take a pee. I'm going to get more coffee and I'll be back. Yes, there'll be radio silence. Let's see who, let's have a, hey, remember how like, before I go, remember how you switch, your, your parents would try and get you to clean your room like with your brothers and sisters? And it was just a it was just a scam to get you to do labor that you didn't want to do. Let's see who can contribute the most in super chats while I'm peeing and getting coffee. Let's see who wins. And you win uh you win a prize. Yeah, a big prize.
This urination break brought to you by coffee. Coffee, it causes urination because you keep drinking it. Um, I did have some articles and things I wanted to go through. Oh, no. You know what? I, I'll tell you this. Then maybe we'll get to the article. Hang on. Let's take this coffee. Mm, the coffee's good. Um, am I recording? Is this back on? Okay, there we go. All right, everything's good. Uh, I had a horrible dream. Uh, one one of the worst nightmares I've ever had, and it was uh, not like monsters are chasing me. I've had monsters chase. I've even had like dismemberment and things eating me, and and that was all okay for some reason. That didn't throw me off, but it was so real and so long lasting that it took a solid five minutes for me to wake up and realize uh, it was not real. And I mean, like I had woken up and I was under the impression. I was under the impression that I had to go in for heart surgery and that the doctors didn't really know what they were going to do. And this was six of, out of the eight hours I slept. This was six hours. And sure, other stuff was going on in the dream. But then I would always go back. Oh, you got to get ready for heart surgery. Yeah, but the doctors don't know what's wrong with you. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Are they, well, they think there's this little thing that's wrong with you. And like, it's not sitting right in your, your chest cavity. But then there's other stuff they got to do. I'm like, well, wait, we, we concluded that that didn't need to be. Oh, no, they're going to do it anyway. And, and I know you're sleeping. I know it's a dream. But at least half your brain believes it's happening. And for six hours, your brain starts going through the, the natural process if, if you happen to have heart surgery that was unnecessary. Like, wait, this doesn't, what do I got to do? My niece says, I got, maybe I got to get a will put together and updated. Then I wake up. And I'm still, I went to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, dang, I had a heart surgery. Completely out of it. Didn't even take sleeping pills. That's just how out of it I was. And then I realized that was a dream, and I didn't have to go in for heart surgery. Now I wonder, is that, you know, not that I'm Stefan Molyneux, I'm going to interpret my, is there something wrong with my heart? Do we got a tumor on? Is there something wrong? So now I want to go in for my checkup. I'm going to go and double check and make sure there's nothing wrong with the heart. I don't like those doctors when... Now you don't need that. Now you don't need that. And then you read these articles. Oh, someone in for a regular checkup. And I had a grapefruit-sized tumor that they didn't catch before. And I'm thinking, like, what does an MRI cost? Like, if I just paid cash, like, should, should you do, like, once every five years a full body scan like they do in Star Trek? Like, just to kind of, like, oh, yeah, yeah no, you're, you're fine. You're good to go. And when that kid, you always hear those horror stories. Oh, yeah, stage four stomach cancer. I had a friend of mine, stage four stomach cancer. Just how do you, how does it just happen? Like no hit. That's what really scares me about the body. You just get a heart attack. There's not like a hint or a suggestion like this. Oh man, I'm, I'm losing energy and all this. And all that. it's just blammo heart attack. Everything's fine. Everything's hunky dory. Blammo heart attack. Everything's fine. Everything's hunky dory. Blammo a tumor, the size of a basketball that for some reason wasn't showing. You know, my, my grandpa, same thing. Blammo, cancer. And the PSA levels were 23. Oh, so I'm all for like, hey, what what's a full inspect? Give me the Star Trek treatment. I went, and then when you say that, it, it, I remember, because all the I am the oldest male in the Clary family not to have cancer. Oh, and I don't even know. Maybe I do, because they haven't, they, they didn't. And I remember two years ago going in, and uh, everyone except my dad had cancer. All males, 
older than me had cancer except my dad. I talked to the the doc. I'm like, yeah, I, I, cancer's pretty, pretty uh, copacetic with uh, the Clary guys. Uh, maybe I should, you know, the, the finger up the ass and the PSA test. No, no. Did your dad have cancer? No, not yet. No, you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what does it cost to have somebody shove a finger up my ass and then have the PSA test? Like, what do you care? Like, look, I, I know, I know there's limited medical resources and I know women and children are consuming 98% of them, but if I'm willing to pay for that 2% at inflated prices to have somebody shove a finger up my ass and have the PSA test or whatever it is done, shouldn't you just say, yeah, let's do that. Like, like when I go to McDonald's, I say, I'd like a big Mac. No, no, you don't need a big Mac. <laughs> Fuck you. I want a big Mac. Shove the finger up my ass. Give me the PSA test. Don't tell me what I do and do not want. And people have told, old guys have told me that. You got to fight for your, for your, um, your health. You got to fight your doctors. Like, and I've, I'm thinking like, okay, I got money. I'm willing to pay for it. Write up the fucking prescription, doc. Don't tell me I don't need it. Then my dad, unfortunately, did end up getting cancer. And then the next year I went in, yeah, dad's got cancer now, you fucking son of a bitch. I didn't say that. Now can we take my fucking health seriously? Oh, yeah, we better do the, the test. Oh, yeah, you think so? So now I'm thinking, uh, I, I better get, you know, what, what does it cost? What is the, and I, maybe what I'm thinking doesn't even exist, but doesn't an MRI scan the whole body? You look, oh, here it is. I also want the ink squirted into my, my heart, or my, not my heart, but my blood, to see where there's blockages in anything like that. Oh, stroke. That's another damn thing. Everything's just fine. You're having a great stroke. Now I can't use my left side. What the fuck? No, no indication. No, no. And if there's an indication, it's 20 seconds before it actually happens. I'm feeling really, really funny. Quack. I think everybody should be going in for like a mandatory MRI screening or whatever it is. Shoot the ink into my blood. Is there blockages? Because I'd rather know now than have half my brain wiped out because it wasn't getting blood because there was a, an aneurysm or something like that. Oh, just terribly scary shit. Terribly scary. So I think that's what I'll do this upcoming spring for my medical checkup. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have the dice I want. This is what I want. What does it cost? You don't need it. I, I, listen, Bucky. <laughs> I don't care if you think I need it or not. What does it cost? I'd like you to take put a cold air intake on this. Oh, this car doesn't even. Fuck you, mechanic Skippy. I told you to put a fucking cold air intake on the fucking engine. You don't need it. What are you protecting? What are you doctors protecting? So there's even more resources that go to single mom and the rat bastard children? Is that it? Is it the women and children for I mean that APA study was men aren't men aren't encouraged enough. They are too stubborn to go in and get medically checked. Then when you go in to get medically checked, hey, maybe I should no, you don't need that. Fuck you, make up your minds, you stupid motherfucking sons of bitches. We gotta we gotta care about men. All right, well then when they come in, should I get an applause? Should I get free health care if I'm one of the non-stubborn men asking to have fingers shoved up my ass? 
asking for PSA tests, asking to have uh, blood dye, asking to have the MRI. Shouldn't you be applauding? This is exactly what you need to be doing. It's exactly what you need to be doing. I remember many years ago before when I was single and dating, if I was going to start getting serious with a girl. And I know this sounds boring and mundane, but if we're going to go off the condom and you know, I was like, okay, we're both getting tested. And, and the, 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 the clinic, wherever it was, Planned Parenthood or whatever, they're like, it's good to see you going in. It's really serious stuff. You know, this is, this is important. This is how we stop the, the spread of disease. It's very good that you came in. Oh, you don't get that cheering on when you go into the doctor's office. They're like, no, you don't need it. Get the fuck out of here. Get out of the way. We got more women and children here with fuck with you men. Did you pay your taxes? Yes. Well, get the fuck out of here. Are you working hard? Yes, I am. We're going to fuck out of here. Little Jimmy, he he has the sniffles. I taught I brought him to the emergency room. Because you see, I'm a mother. I'm a single mother and I'm a mom. And I'm like really important. And I'm brave and courageous. I love my son so much. That's why I brought him to the emergency room. Because he has the sniffles. Oh shit. Let's get 40 nurses in here. Let's okay, let's get them hooked up. And all right, yeah. Oh, all right. No, yeah, it's very courageous and brave coming in here. So I I'm on Medicaid. Because I'm a strong, independent, single mother. Don't need no man fish bicycle. Doc, I'm feeling kind of weird and weak. My left arm, I can't feel it. Get the fuck out of this way. This kid has the sniffles. <laughs> yeah, no no offense, Doc, but uh, fuck Tanner. Uh, can, you, can you help me out here? No, you're fine. You're fine. Get the fuck out of here. Oh... Oh, what time is it? God damn it, it's two. I got to get going. I was going to talk about, oh, Captain Marvel with Brie Larson bringing Paul. Dude, don't go see Captain Marvel, guys. Just don't go see it. Don't. Can, can we all stand up once? Just once. I don't even have to go into the story. Actress, main actress, Talking about how it's political and she's an activist and she wants to raise away. Okay, okay, guys, can for once you not be a pussy suburbanite, cuckservative Republican with his ass bent over, ready and willing for Hollywood to shove yet another cock up his ass? Could you just not go see this fucking movie? Hey, we did pretty good with the Super Bowl, right? Super Bowl ads weren't that political. I think Gillette is about to get fucking raped. There's hope there. Hey, let's keep the streak going. Let's not go see Captain Marvel. Not as a protest, but just because why would you want to get lectured about women's again? Because we have been lectured enough for the past 50 fucking years. So there's that. There was an article put up by a place that also noticed the lack of political ads in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl viewership 10 year low first time ever super bowl ads they charged less than what they did before <laughs> it's happening it's working my apologies to all you gen x marketing csr hr diversity and inclusion fucks terribly sorry that the one thing you know to do and that is virtue signal that is looking like no longer a valid corporate marketing strategy what are you marketers going to do are you going to have to be creative are you going to have to think and be clever oh my goodness tina i have a master's degree in marketing and intersectional studies 
how am I supposed to create marketing? We have to tell men how bad they are and white people that they're evil to sell more razors. Tina, how am I supposed? I don't know how to create anything. I'm more of a big idea person. So uh, it's good to see. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that you Gen X fucks who swallowed all the corporate social responsibility bullshit and the diversity bullshit and all that other political bullshit back in business school, back in the 90s and the odds. I hope you run out of a fucking business. I hope you guys all get fired because that money ran out. The advertisers are not doing that anymore. Jeez, who would have thought hating on your main customers might not be a good strategy? I think for Messengale, I should, we should, I can't say, wait. Can I say it? Yes. This isn't the older brother podcast. This is the Clary podcast. What if uh, for Messengill, uh, I came up with a commercial called You Stupid Fucking Cunts Buy Our Product? How's that? Would that would that be a good marketing strategy? You think that would work? You think that would fly? I don't know. Gillette, uh, men suck. You men are guilty of all rape and you need to change. Oh, okay. I wonder. I wonder if the "You're all a bunch of cut, uh, cunts" commercial would uh, would you think that would sell? Huh? Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. We gotta do. We gotta do the, the thing. We gotta do the stuff. We gotta do the super chats. Why? Oh God, do I hate? Oh God, do I hate fucking YouTube? There we go. Um, all right, let's get through the super chats here. Carlos Miranda writes, triple down Ocasio-Cortez is elected president. Um, that would require people vote for her. I don't know if she'd make it through a Democrat, um, thing, uh, primary. Uh, they might, well, she's too young to run for president now. It's going to be a while. I think at least a decade. Because what is she, 12? Plays with her dolls. And scrolling down, scrolling down. Eduardo says, safe hiking, Captain. Thank you. It's a Black Mountain. Um, pretty straightforward hike. Not a lot of danger. Beautiful hike, though, by the way. If any of you guys come to Las Vegas, I would recommend that hike uh, if you only have time for one. Because you really get to see the valley. It's really kind of neat. Happy Friday to you, too. Joe Jones. $4.95. Hey, Aaron, divorcing fathers don't contact me. Oh, hey, Aaron, divorcing fathers don't contact me after wifey poo told you to leave or after you've signed off your rights, but before. <laughs> he's right. Yes, uh, he's in charge of the men's advocate. And as is, we were talking about preventative medicine, like, you know, hey, doc, let's check the cancer. It's like my books or anything else. Guys, the time to take out an insurance policy and make wise moves and uh, build up your defenses is before you get married. The time to address cancer is before you have it. The time to address cholesterol, obesity, or any other plague or scourge in life is before you get it. Okay. Pennies, pennies of prevention is worth tons of, of, uh, what is it? Treatment. 
down the road. So just, guys, just go to the doctor, go to the men's advocate. I know a lot of people look at investing in stocks and bonds and 401ks and retirement and education. I'm a big believer in investing in insurance, uh, in investing in um, preventative things. Uh, that, 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 is, that is what I strongly recommend you guys do. What's up, Cappy? Here's the super chat. That's $1.99 from Nick Shulaner. Hey, if we keep getting more money. I'm going to be able to drive my truck down the Black Mountain and back. Thoughts on Dan Lok? L-O-K. Don't know if you heard of him. Well, let's look him up. Who's Dan Lok? I have to go up this site real quick. Uh, 38, Hong Kong. He's from uh, Hong Kong. Mind just touch. Wait, is there like a Wikipedia on him? He looks like me, Rich. You poor. Why are you so poor? Look at Kai having background. He looks like a Ty Lopez type of guy. Knowledge. Uh, Dan Loke. Oh, crying out loud. Okay, serial entrepreneur, mentor, consultant, copywriter, marketer. Um, oh, for Christ's sake, look at this shiny red suit. Are you kidding me? God, that's so depressing. Like, all I got to do is what? Wear a stupid jackass suit and put or go rent a Lamborghini, put it behind me, and will I actually get 10 or 20 times the amount of views? I mean, is it really? I, mean, I know. I know I'm going for the high-end market here in terms of intelligence, in terms of honesty. But, God, there's days like this. You know, a, a la quasi Operation Evil. What if I just wore a red shiny suit and then a Ferrari? Hey, oh! And, 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 and instead of Aaron Clary, it's Clavy Clave. Hey, oh, Clavy Clavy, I got my head on sideways with the flat brim. Play some fucking crappy ass rap music. You want to make big money? Listen to Clavy Clave. Clavy Clave could be like my alternative ego, my doppelganger. I don't know. He looks scammy, he looks fakey. I'd have to look into him more. There's some other guy that ran like a wine company, took over his parents' wine business and built that up into multiple millions of dollars. I believe in people like that, a la kind of Donald Trump, where they built their own thing. But these guys that come out and say, hey, here's my patented system. You want to be rich like me? Oh, give me the bling and I'll give you the bling back, baby. It's like, no, no, did you ever run a fucking bit? What did Ty Lopez do? Did Ty Lopez run a business? Uh, Tony Davis, Tony Martin, who's the, the guy with the big fucking chin? No, don't, don't just tell me you got a system and you go. I mean, it's... never claim to brag about my net worth. I, I'm a minimalist. I don't have much of a net worth. I don't have much of an income. If you guys ever meet me, you'll find the, the wonderful 2003 Chevy Silverado I drive. Which is going strong, by the way. Booty, booty, boo, booty, booty, bee. Castle Knight, Cappy, have you ever done any competitive shooting like IDPA and USPSA? If not, you may find it fun. No, I haven't. But down in Paulden, Arizona, there's a tactical combat training uh, for guns that I do want to attend. Uh, but I have not done competitive shooting. Um, I'm sure I would find it fun, but it uh, competitive shooting is one thing. I I just I don't believe in having guns where all I'd know is how to shoot them and clean them. 
I'd like to be able to use them very well, part of which would be marksmanship. Um, but no, I haven't. Um, and honestly, God, guys, this stuff keeps me busy. Between working out, doing asshole consulting, writing, and just keeping the online media empire going, um, you know, and things like taxes, uh, it, it takes up all my day. And then, you know, I kind of want to sit. Oh, good old Atham. Greetings from this forsaken, frozen wasteland. About to get hit with another ice storm. Yay, global. Oh, my God. I think, okay, Atham's up by Lake Tahoe. And uh, they already have eight feet of snow. I'm not joking, like eight, six to eight feet. Feet. They're measuring it in feet. And he sent pictures. <laughs> that poor guy. Atham, move to Reno. Oh, God, that poor bastard. It's been bad. It's been real bad. It hasn't been as cold as in Minnesota, but I, he sends these pictures, and it's just insane. He regularly shoveling out of three feet of snow. Cars buried. You just see a mound of snow. There's a car under there. You don't see any of the car. Poor guy. Uh, hang on. I didn't want to jump at Tony Robbins. Thank you, Millennial Alchemist. Thank you, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Kim Dong-ho, I presume Chinese. Hey, Aaron, thanks for all the advice. Well, you're welcome, Kim. No problem. I'm glad you, you donated the money. That's it. Boom, we're done. All right. Thank you for the gas money, guys. I appreciate it very much. It will go to good use. I might even buy a coffee with it. Um, That's it for the Clary Podcast. If you want to help out the Clary Podcast more, in addition to buying books or whatever else like that, you can always go to olderbrother.com slash donate where there are three ways you can do it. There's Patreon, there's PayPal. You get nothing for those things. Patreon takes a 10% cut. PayPal takes a 3% cut. Blah, 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 boo, 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 boo. Don't know why people donate to Patreon or PayPal because there is, of course, the much more profitable option for you to donate money because you're not donating money. All you do is do your I'm uh, shopping online through my Amazon affiliate program. You go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And there will be a little banner there, a little logo that says Amazon. You click on that. It takes you to the Amazon page. And whatever you buy, I get a 6 to 7% commission or cut. If you really, 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 really want to help out the old Capmeister, get into the habit of going to that site first. Because otherwise, Amazon doesn't. Don't, don't just go to Amazon.com. Then they don't know who to give the money to. You go to that site first. Click on the Amazon banner. Get into the habit of buying all your online purchases through that link. You don't have to register an affiliate. There's not, you just click on the link, you go shop. That's it. That's it. Don't overthink it. And if you do that shopping for the rest of your life and I get six to 7% cut of your purchases and it doesn't cost you anything more. Amazon's the one that's paying it out. It's a commission I make. Uh, that is more money than I think well, in theory that I would ever get on Patreon. But then you, you look at, like a Dick Masterson, $200,000 a month. And there was another gal, I think she was up to 300000 She was just a chick showing her tits and her, and her snatch. That's all it is. Fucking Christ. <laughs> 300000 for just showing tits and ass. Oh, so if you want to help out Cappy, who's just providing financial and economic guidance and wisdom that'll actually help you, you want to help out the old captain, you could do the donation thing. But I would really appreciate it if you just got into the habit of doing all your online shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. That's it. All right. 
You guys have a good weekend. I will not see you guys till Monday because I'm going to go have some fun. See you guys later. Toodles.